0: You're listening to The Smartest Guys in Marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Culture. Yeah, going in. Yeah, dude.
1: Culture is one of the greatest secrets we ever discovered inside of operations. Your culture is going to eventually do most of the work for you after you get it going. Here's the biggest mistake we made in culture. Who wants to know the biggest mistake we made in our culture? Yeah. Cost us millions of dollars on, like it could have cost us eight figures. We have no way of knowing. We tried to change our style to fit our people. Instead of changing our people to fit our style. Biggest mistake. Massive. Of all time. So the best, here's what's happening in sales right now. We will hire someone and within three days they quit. I'm like, yes. Culture just (laughs) kicks them out of the system. Or we'll make an offer to someone. And Tommy will make an offer and they'll be like, oh, I just read something online. I don't want to do it. Amazing. Amazing. We don't have to waste time on some brain dead idiot who's gonna come in and try to fight with us. You want this to happen. And so our culture should, you know, your culture should be whatever the leader is. You have the DNA and your culture's gonna be different. And we see this all the time, even with, with people Tommy's hirings will come in, they either get it or they don't. And if they don't, we want that to happen fast, like two days, we want them out. Seems like a bad thing, but it's a really good thing. We have stringent onboarding. We uh, really try to weed out the people who we don't think are going to make it. I think a lot of times we get, if you're hiring for a position you need now, it's hard to do this. It's a lot of why people hire the wrong people. Tommy, we hire people in a rush. What We end up hiring the wrong people, you know, because we don't, we like, we can't really be stringent. We need a body for this seat on the bus. You want to hire people a little bit before you need them so that you can be stringent.
0: If we could talk about our process, what we're doing now to build a pipeline of people that aren't costing us any money, and reduce time. We can talk about that later if you guys want.
1: Or do you want to, do you want to talk about it now? Yeah.
0: You sure? I mean, we really can yeah. talk about it later.
1: One of the big things, too, we had to fix in the beginning, Tanner, you're going to have to work on this, is a culture of fear. Like I said, Chris is so good, man, at letting people make mistakes and then letting them learn from their mistakes a lot, you can ask Tommy, we had a culture of fear when Tommy came in. People were afraid to make mistakes. One of the best things that you can do for your people is to rewire that. You're not going to get fired for making a mistake. You will get fired for hiding a mistake. There's a difference. So this is a culture of fear versus, you know, if someone's afraid to make a mistake, bad. What you want people to be afraid of is they're afraid of the cost they're going to pass their clients if they don't bring their best. So I can tell you about this in sales. We uh, have new salespeople come in all the time. Is it right to drink? Is it wrong to drink? Is it good to be out late on the weekends? Is it good to, you know, all of these things. It's all about context. And we train our sales guys, if you're gonna pass a cost to the people that you're dealing with, the behavior is wrong. Because of context. So people can't be afraid to make mistakes but they do need to be afraid that they're not gonna bring their best. we are gonna suffer because of it. Does that distinction make sense? Yes. Yes, you're, you're good. right now is your culture or the system of culture? The, the system of culture. Okay. So so are you going to share a little bit about how to know what your culture is? No, because that's your DNA. Like There are things that are, that are just right about culture and they're empowering and then there are things that are a little bit different. We're pretty aggressive. You might not be as aggressive. But you, no so matter... how did
0: you guys identify your culture? Was it just time?
1: Yeah. time, or
0: just time a lot time? of mistakes. Is there any process that you have to identify culture? Well, I think one of the biggest things is it all comes down to what is best for the clients. Is what I'm doing right now, personally, and then with my team, is that the best for the client? So if you have the client, the vision, the impact in mind, and so that means your team, which we require this of our team, some of them, that they have to go to the gym. They have to drink a lot of water, right? Because the level that they have to perform at is really, really high, because that's what's best for our clients. So you want a culture that will expel the wrong people and pull in the right people. So the right people are like, heck yes. Like, I want that. Right. They're all in. So, you know, it really, again, it goes down to what's best for the client. If your bar is down here and you tolerate people, they sleep in and they just goof off all night and they come into work tired. Well, that's a bad culture because what happens We'll see order of consequence. It's terrible for the client. Versus being an adult, getting good sleep, taking care of yourself. That's what's best for the client, right? Because we show up as our best. So there's like foundational elements that you have. And then, you know, we have some fun. We
1: don't have any fun at this, only in marketing.
0: Only in marketing, really. Does that help? Your culture will have a certain personality. It will have a certain personality. But it all depends on what is best for the client, like how we behave, how we act.
1: Yeah.
0: So we expect our team to operate at a very high level of excellence.
1: But having a culture that's afraid of mistakes isn't just for us. That's like bad regardless, because that's not how people operate. But
0: that's how lazy people operate. And so it, it reflects something that's internal. That's really bad. Yeah.
1: So as leaders, you both have like mini cultures. In your team. Yeah. They're pretty much the same, but yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of variation.
1: Not much, dude. There's a variation, like the questions he ask but the culture is pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Elite athlete. Questions? Helpful? Cool. Are we off above your head? You good?
0: Is this helping? Yes or no? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, to, I'm going to keep going.
0: Go, dude. Do it.
1: One, another thing in, in regards to uh, ownership and culture is clarity of assignment. So making sure people understand this, this. We got in trouble with me and Ben on this a long time ago because I was owning client success and Ben was owning client success. Won't work. It just won't work. So there had to come a time when the ownership was placed fully and wholly on Ben's shoulders. I had to step out and create a vacuum. If you're an entrepreneur, you're probably suffocating in your personality to new people when they come home. So you have to do good good people development, good training, which this is the next section we're going to talk about if we have time. And then eventually there has to be a time when Sloan takes over for Chris. And Chris is not doing Sloan's job anymore, which happened last night for the first time. We're proud of him. Just kidding, it happened a couple weeks ago. He's growing up right before our very eyes. So they got to own 100% of the failure and 100% of the success. What? Success. What? Success.
0: Right.
1: This is really important because if a, a bad leader will push off responsibility and own success, yeah. a good leader typically is gonna to try to own, own responsibility and push off success. Reverse around. One, like, like,
0: one thing that you want to look for in a in someone that you're raising up as a leader or someone that you want on your team is the person who will own both 100%. They have to be able to take ownership of the failure. That's the first thing. If someone's not willing to take ownership of the failure, it's a bad situation for Which you.
1: they can't take ownership if they're hiding it. Happens quite often, actually. You'd be shocked at how many, probably people on your team are saying something's good when it's not and you're blind. You don't know.
0: Now, it also comes back probably to you. So if they're not willing or they don't want to take ownership, there could be an indication of a fear-based culture where you've barked down at them and now there's like, they, they hide, they clam up when there's a mistake made. Or they're like, oh, no, it wasn't me. So you want that healthy culture where, okay, you made this mistake. It's the first, especially if it's the first time, right? But if they're making the mistake over and over, then there might be an issue there. So does that make sense? There's also, it's interesting that many times people won't own the success either. And so you as a leader, one, you should be doing that for yourself. You have 100% ownership, failures, success. You pass that on to your team, right? Because you want your people to take ownership of their success because if they're just in that zone of failure, I'm never good enough, who's that not good for? Clients. It's not good for the clients, not good for the business, right? There's this like negative loop. Any questions on the clarity of assignment? Then we'll talk about the hiring stuff. Question on this?
1: On just on the way you're talking about, where letting people fail. Yeah. Do you, do you actually then like add in time with, when hiring people or people in your team, so that there is that room? Because so I can just see with some of my things. Oh, if I let people fail without interrupting it before it happens, it would like send certain things. Yeah. At
0: yeah. So it's I say it's a, a padded room. Like I'm aware of all the potential issues. And so what I'm doing is I'm asking questions and I want them to explore, experience, and discover those issues. And we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow, just like inverted thinking. Where what I want to do is, and this is what I want to teach my people, is I want them to think from the end first. And what are all the problems, conflicts, issues, barriers that will present themselves and so Sloan experienced this. He's just come in and been such a badass in our project management and marketing, where before, he was just getting beat, right? So there's guidance. And, and what I look at myself is the guardrails. There are instances where it's important for him to, to swerve off the road, and it's okay. It's, it's not going to affect sales and the rest of the business right? If it is, and I need to put up the guardrails and say, hey, let's talk about this. And what I want to do as the leader is I want to pull out that discovery. Like, hey, dude, so, you know, we have this launch Friday, but we don't have the sales page done. Have we gotten the copy?
1: So this is actually in the development section. So he, we should maybe hit development before we hire because you're talking about it right now. But we only have 10 minutes. So what do you guys want to talk about?
0: All right. We could also go over a little bit.
1: Yeah, man. This is our event.
0: What <laughs> do you guys just want to cut off at 12? No. Keep going?
1: Go. Let's, let's hit hiring first because we can cover that in two or three minutes. Okay. Uh, and then we'll hit development and I'll take a lead on that. And you can talk about hiring. All
0: right. So one of the things that we're, we're always looking at doing at this point, especially more now than ever, I'd say, is how can I reduce my time, my output, my cost? okay, where before we would go and we try to hire a high-level skilled person and we would just give everything that we had to them. We didn't have processes. We didn't have people that we mentored. So now what we're doing is we are building a process to bring in interns where especially me as a co-CEO, like I don't touch it. I don't spend any time with them. Like that's all culture, write this down, culture, And again, culture can be you and another person. But this is important as you're thinking through this, I need to bring someone in that I have the right culture. And asking yourself, what is the right culture for me? Like what do I require? What does this person have to think? So for marketing specifically, we have really core values. And so for your company, you should have core values. You guys have that? Raise your hand if you have core values written down. Raise your hand if you have core values for all your team to see. So probably not. If you're like uh maybe then you don't. So like you you have to get that on paper and then in front of your team. So so what we're doing in this process is we are now going through and we are trying to build a pipeline of people that are coming in for free for at least 90 days because what I want is I don't want to prove myself to anybody. I don't want to prove my company to anybody. I don't want to really prove the opportunity to to anybody. I want people to come in and prove themselves that they are worth what we have here. When you get into that mentality, whether you're a a solopreneur or you have five people on your team, it'll change the frame. When you project that onto other people, what's gonna happen? They'll step up to it or they won't. They'll want it or they won't. Right, so now what we're doing is we have a pipeline where we're going out and we are pulling in interns. We do not pay them for at least 90 days. The opportunity is, hey, if you come in here, you kill it. You show up every single day, then you might have a long-term job. And so what we're doing is it's all through right now, the second tier, and then processes. So these interns will get on maybe our stand-ups. People on the team will have a stand-up with them. And what's happening is our efficiency, our effectiveness, the time it takes us to do things in the business is drastically reduced because of the 80-20 principle and all the minutia, all the things that need to get done in the business that really you shouldn't be doing right now, your first tier shouldn't be doing, so on and so forth. So how we're doing this is one, just our connections. You don't have to have a big business to bring in interns. Okay? You guys are kind of staring at me. Are you getting that? Yes? Are you? Am I losing you? No.
1: This is great.
0: Right? Because we always, always do to look at, okay, how can I leverage my time? How can I get the most for the least? That's through people, processes, and then a lot of people, they want opportunity. They want to be an employee. They want to be long. So we post on Facebook. You can email your list. Ask people that you know. Hey, I have an opportunity. And again, you can go check out our posts. Very simple. They had to respond. And then we take them through a sequence where they have to basically fill out an application. So we make them jump through a bunch of hoops. And actually, this is how we hired our first media buyer, which I can give you some more detail about in a second. So they fill out an application. Once we see all the applicants, say, okay, we like this, 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 this person. Then they go to a next level where they have to do something that would be similar to what they would have to do in the job. Right? so it might be writing an email, it might be building an ad campaign. We give them specific instructions, right? And all these little things that we're doing, we're really attentive to. Okay, can this person be a good fit? Are they? Can they take instructions? Can they get things done on time? Right? Does that make sense? I'm not paying them. I'm not committing to them. Do you see where I'm going with this? Have you
1: the questions yet? What? Have you saw the questions yet? No. Can you put All right, so he sends them to an application. This is my winner. Sorry. What is your experience? Why do you want to work for us? Biggest goal of you being on the team? Where do you want to be in a year? And then he has them send a video of a recent failure and what did you learn from it? And what we're looking for is honesty, openness. If someone's failure is like they didn't wake up on time and what they learned from it is it's important to wake up on time, no like you're too stupid to work here sorry